Welcome to the Pro-Life Team podcast. I am Jacob Barr, the owner of iRapture.com, and I am excited to be here with Lori, Lori with Trotter House, and we are going... So Lori, uh, welcome. I'm glad to oh, see you thank here. Thank you. Thank you. Great to be with you. And so we're, today we're going to be talking to Lori about prayer and and how that has instrumentally um, brought in God's blessing invited God's blessing into her, into her clinic by focusing on a single story of how God's provision was phenomenal over and beyond. And, and I, and I've heard her, I've heard, Lori, I've heard you share this story um, at least twice at conferences. And I've heard you, I also read it in your book and, and um, it's just such a beautiful story of how, you know, your faith led you to prayer instead of just going to Walmart to buy some formula. And, and so I would really enjoy you starting this off by just sharing the story and then we can reflect and talk about it a bit. Absolutely. I always love sharing this story because it truly is. That's what my book is about. It's about, there is no explanation, but God did it. And this story is definitely one of them. For we had gotten a call from a client and she had called and she said, I am in need of formula, desperate need of formula. My baby's a week old and for the last uh, three days has only had water. Can you help me? We were pretty new at the time. We didn't really have any formula, but I live by uh, the answer is always yes, unless God says no. So I said, sure, come on in. And for me, before I go to do anything, I want to get direction from the Lord. And so I pulled our volunteers together that day. And I just said, let's ask the Lord to provide this formula for this client. She's on the way. This baby's hungry. And we are, we have said we will meet that need. Do we, what do we do? Do we go buy it? How's God going to provide it? And I love it that we did that with a group of volunteers because when, when I was able to share in the book, many of the volunteers uh, came to me and said, I was there that day. Uh, but anyway, we prayed. We got in a circle, asked the Lord, how, how should we provide this formula? And God is my witness. As soon as we finish praying, this van pulls up. And on the side of it, it says, Travis County Health and Human Services. Now, usually when the health department shows up, it's not a good thing. <laughs> so I was began praying again, Lord, what do we do? And went to the door to meet the gal that came out of the van. And when I did, uh, she said, I have been meaning to get here for several weeks. I met you at one of the community outreaches, got your brochure, been meaning to come here. And I finally made it today. Do you need formula? And I was just I mean, right away, I'm like, well, we just prayed for a formula. You have formula? And she said, yes, I have a van full of formula. And, you know, it's just neat to see that in that instant, as we called upon God, he immediately answered and in such a way that we know it was only him because she meant to come by many weeks before, but made it that day. She um, had a connection with the post office. And when uh, a woman has a baby, the formula company will send a sample of formula. Well, if that person has moved or it's a bad address or whatever, the formula got returned to the post office. And so they had bins full of, of formula, 
return mail, basically. And they didn't know what to do with it. They actually had been putting it in the dumpster. But this gal, um, she had the connection and that person at the, the post office asked her, is there any use that you would have uh, for formula? And then, of course, she connected with us. And um, I'm here to tell you, it's the loaves and the fishes because she, honestly, she just contacted me last week to let me know there's more formula bins full at the post office. So God has continued to provide through this very creative way. That's such an amazing story. Um, so, so tell me, when you look back on that time when God answered that prayer in like a goosebump kind of, you know, in a very real and timely and just in an incredible way, what are your thoughts today? You know, um, through the years, even since then, and that was like six months after we opened and we're 16 years old now, uh, I think through many of the stories of the times that there really was no real way to meet the need. But as we prayed and cried out to God and just sought him in joy, not fear, but in joy, Lord, here's an opportunity for you to move and work. It's a little bit like that experiencing God Bible study where let's just join God where he's at work and participate in what he's doing. And so to do that, it's almost the picture I have of let's get out of the boat onto the water uh, and keep our eyes firmly fixed on him and watch what he will do. Um, I think about many stories through the years where there is no explanation, but God did it. And it, he did it in such a way that it, you, there's no doubt it was him. And the timing was perfect in his provision. How, how, would, you def, how would you describe the blessing you know, when it comes to the post office, the, the formula from the post office coming in. Um, actually, actually, before I go there, I think in your book, you wrote about how one of your clients who was being blessed by this flow of formula from the returned items from, to the post office, how one of your clients needed a certain type of formula. I think it might've been, um, do you remember what kind of formula that was? And then, and how it was provided for a time when your client needed it. And then it, and then when your client moved on, it um, that supply stopped. <laughs> yes. Yes. Through the years, I've learned there are different kinds of formula. The babies have all different kinds of needs, um, what their bellies can handle and what their bellies can't handle. And we did have a client. Um, actually, we've had through the years, there have been uh, several clients. But this particular one, I remember... She needed a certain kind of formula. There's a formula called Nutramagen, and it's for babies that have like gassy uh, bellies when they eat. And it's, it's a lot more expensive when you get the specialized formula. And so again, we prayed. Um, if you go to Walmart to buy that particular type of formula, it's probably $30, $35 a can. Mm. Babies eat quite a bit. So you can go through those cans pretty quick. And so uh, we prayed. And again, uh, when the gal that partners with us said, you know, I can't make it to the post office. Would you mind going to pick up the bin that's available now? And we went and there was a huge supply of Nutramagen. 
and it continued to come until the baby didn't had had grown to not need formula anymore and get on solid food. Wow! Um, <laughs> and I've seen that there was another client actually um, a connection from Dallas that we worked with, and same thing. Her, she and her husband they were really working hard, uh, but the the formula is very expensive, and he had lost his job and they were struggling and. Um, we just wanted to see how we could help. And what do you know, there was a particular kind of formula that she needed because her baby needed a, a special kind. And that's what we had. And so we actually made a trip to Dallas to, to get it to her because the baby was really hungry. And it, it continued to be provided until the baby had grown enough to be on solid food and didn't need it anymore. And then it did, we didn't get it anymore. And wow. I just love that because it shows us uh, a, a God who, you know, when he says, why do you worry? You know, the birds, they, they are fed, you know, and that's, that's really actually something the Lord taught me through uh, a dog he brought into my life uh, several years ago. I was walking her and uh, she was looking at a rabbit. It was down the, down the way a little bit. And there was a rabbit we were passing by and she had her focus on that rabbit down the road. And we walked right by the rabbit beside her. And I asked the Lord that day, I'll never forget it because I said, Lord, what's this, what's the lesson here? Cause of course she didn't get the rabbit. And what he showed me is focus on today not down the road tomorrow, focus on today. Because, you know, as scripture tells us, today has enough trouble of its own. But he also told me, but while we're doing, while we're having this conversation, I want to encourage you to be like Ari. Ari was my dog. And I'm like, you want me to be like a dog? What, what are you trying to teach me here? And what he showed me is, you know, dogs live in the moment. Uh, Ari never worried about was she going to eat. She knew there was going to be food. Uh, she knew she was protected. There was no fear, no worry. Um, and the Lord really freed me in that. And because the, the example of the formula shows not only does he provide, but he will provide the specific things that we need. All we have to do is lay it before him. He wants to. He wants to bless us. He wants to provide. And I want to have always a grateful heart to know that's where it came from. And I'm thankful for it. And I'm willing to share with anyone um, what God has done and give him the glory for it. Because it truly is all him. Yeah, it's it's amazing how God works in these like in the, in the smallest details of the formula story, like he is, he is throughout all these details. He's throughout yeah. the different um, types of formula, the, you know, the amounts and, and then like just this overabundant flow of formula over the years. Like it, yes. it just seems like a very large, it's like, it's like, you know, we might consider getting a drink from a small hose and then he provides this hose that will supply, you know, substance like to a large group and it's just amazing how his vision is bigger than than the average person's vision yes and i think the formula sh story shows us that god wants to provide and he wants us to strategize with him and he wants us to be creative you know like we we said i mean 
I mean, it was possible we could have gone to Walmart and bought that can of formula, uh, but that's what it would have been, a can of formula, instead of the loaves and fishes that have continued to come through the years. Mm. And being creative, who would have thought to go to a big bin at the post office of return mail? Uh, I sure wouldn't have. But being willing and being, uh, well, being willing, available, and obedient are very strategic words for me that I've learned through the years. If we're willing, if we're available, if we're obedient, even if our attitude is not always right, and I can tell you my attitude has not always been correct. I've done things and I've been willing and but gone with a why am I doing this kind of question or attitude. So I really worked on that through the years just to have a joyful heart, as he tells us, to walk in the joy and the love and the peace and to stay there. Because especially in the world that we're in now, people uh, recognize it much more quickly because I don't know if you've noticed, but I sure have. Even going to the store, uh, people are much more anxious. They're much more. And that leads them many times to be more angry. And if we don't respond back with the same attitudes, but we stay in the joy and the love and the peace, that changes the whole atmosphere and it changes attitudes and it changes hearts. It's bringing that love. I saw that scripture again this morning, 1 John 4, 8, God is love. That's not something we act. That's not something we try to stay in. That is his being. And if we stay in that heart of being in his presence a little like you shared, taking a weekend and just going in his presence, uh, that becomes who we are because he's in us. And as we put more of his word in us and we spend time in his presence, that comes out of us. And it impacts our world uh, more powerfully now than I believe ever. And I believe we're even more, we have even more opportunities uh, to impact our world with that love and joy and peace. I've had clients tell me to change their mind on, on a, having an abortion simply by having someone to encourage them. And when I hear that, I always ask the question, how much does encouragement cost? Just like last week, I had an appointment, but a call came in and a, a client was strongly considering abortion. And I took the time then to uh, help with that situation. And I had somebody else say, well, you've got an appointment, you need to go. And I said, no, there's a life on the line here. That appointment can wait. And I think when we prioritize and we understand the value of life and what truly matters, it puts everything else into perspective. Hmm. Yeah, when you, when you so God, thinking about how God is love, I think mm -hmm. him providing formula that meets the needs of special dietary restrictions or just based, mm -hmm. based meeting the need of, you know, a, a, a mom who was giving water to her child because she couldn't afford, you know, afford the, the formula at the store and mm -hmm. how he has, you know, his character of providing formula essentially reflects who he is like as yes. it reflects love. It reflects, mm -hmm. um, um, it reflects, him providing for people who he cares about and loves and cherishes. And, mm -hmm. uh, and I think that 
reinforces how he what, what what his thoughts are about young unborn babies or newborns and how he cares about them along with caring for all people but you know including this very young vulnerable group yes and i think if we see god in that light uh it, it hopefully will help us to become more vulnerable to him to mold us more into who uh, he desires us to be. Uh, and then in turn, as we're growing and doing that to impact our world, because uh, when we give people opportunity to know that, and like I'm working with a gal right now, not really a client, but um, she doesn't understand that but she keeps coming back to me as to, I'm sorry if I offended you, or I'm sorry this. And I keep sharing with her, you can't offend me because that's a choice that I make. And it's, it's like when you're in line with him and you understand in being held in the palm of his hand, his provision and protection as he does for the birds of the air, as he promises us all the promises in his word that, uh, we make a choice if we become offended or not. And as the scripture tells us that we are to stay in love out of first Corinthians 13 and the greatest among us will be a servant. I'm not going to allow offense in. And so people don't have to worry. They can be more of themselves. That creates an environment of safety and security that our world, especially now, uh, it's becoming more and more foreign because there's so much uncertainty. There's so much anger. There's so much uh, change happening that if we can create that just in our relationships and our uh, working with people, uh, we can share the love of Christ Jesus so much clearer and more people, I believe, will respond. And this, this weekend, I was talking with a friend and we were on this <laughs> retreat, you know, listening for God's voice. And one of the things that he wrote down um, was that it was okay for him to falter. And the mm -hmm. word falter, he didn't even know what it meant when he wrote it down. But then, you know, in his mind, he would think it meant sort of like falling on Jesus and having shelter from Jesus. So like taking like all of those words together formed yes. this word of falter. And, and um, but yeah, essentially, you know, having a safe place to fall mm -hmm. and having protection from, you know, so in order to, you know, not to not have fear, you know, because yes. all of us will fall and all of us need shelter. And, and I think, I think that's what pregnancy clinics are really good at providing is a safe place to be when you're falling and to find shelter. And, mm -hmm. um, and again, it just sort of speaks to God's character for, yes. for being caring and loving and, or being love. Um, not loving because that's what we try and do, but yeah, he actually right. is love. Yeah, <laughs> that's his being. That's right. And I, you know, since we've opened, I have, and I'm praying it over my home too, uh, praying Psalm 91, that this would be a place of safety and refuge and peace that all who enter in would know they've entered into a presence of love and security. And it's really cool because we prayed that every day over the center and to hear clients when they come say, you know, I just feel like I'm at grandma's house. I just feel safe here. I feel. And so it's, it's neat when you hear uh, clients say that, because you know, God is honoring that prayer of, of the safety and being under his wing. 
Yeah, when someone says <laughs> yeah. it feels like grandma's house, like um, mm -hmm. I can imagine Jesus working through their grandma to provide them with love and care, and mm -hmm. you know, and that reflects who who Jesus is, who God is, mm -hmm. and and like that's part of our early year um, stories of having Jesus working in our lives before we even know he's working in our lives. Um, That's right. Yeah. And as adults, we start to, we get to a point where we start to see his working in a clearer way. But when we're children, we really don't even have comprehension of, you know, of how God's fingerprints are working through these different people. Um, yes. But we're benefiting from that, from that work he's doing. Mm -hmm.